it is other than jazz it's the only other real american art form there is there's a dirty little secret you told Clint parker to turn around and take off his pants yes and did he yes and i just gave him a couple swats but he gotta eat the booty like groceries you gonna die doing this dumb ass yeah. f-ing, f-ing fool open your mouth like so give you this milk open your f-ing mouth man i gotta do you like my two-year-old baby the truth of the matter is you were not a good baby well you ain't seen nothing my friend until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave wallet in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much your take on your face. Bam! All upside his head. Just slap him. That's gonna make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the thing. I have to take off my shoes. So kiss my black. Not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. I have personally not smoked or used any cannabis at all. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. This is where you can get hooked up with the $1,000 every single hour this morning on the program. If you missed anything yesterday, the podcast is available for you at WRQK.com. I'm joined every single weekday by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. We are both eagerly awaiting to talk to Mark Munch Bishop, oh, Munch yeah. on Sports, 7 o'clock this morning as your Brown schedule came out yesterday. Munch fired up. Of course. Haven't talked to him. I just know. <laughs> I can feel Munch's fire. Like Jimmy, you want to stand next to it. That's uh, that's Munch. He'll be fired up, ready to go. 7 o'clock, we'll get him on the air. You can catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. I um, I have to open this show um, and uh, and make an apology. All right. And I'm not going to tell you the guy's name because that's, that's why I have to apologize. Okay. It's because I told you somebody's name. And I told a personal story yesterday about a friend of mine who was trying to entice me to come out and spend my night having the cocktails. And so he sent me a picture via Snapchat. It was like, look, dude, you're kind of missing out. You should probably meet us out. And I told that story yesterday. And I happened to just like an idiot. And I shouldn't have done it like this. I should have known better than this. And this is why it weighed on me all day. is because I know better than this. But I wanted to help him out. And he was starting a new job. And I was like, oh, yeah, by the way, dude, he's going to be bartending here. And I, and I listed it. Okay, and apparently somebody who was listening to that conversation yesterday could not handle part of the subject of said conversation. Now, that's going to happen. Not everybody's going to like everything I say and do on the radio. I say it all the time. I don't like everything I say and do on the radio. Right. So that person took it on themselves to not email me, to not email my boss, but to email the new place of employment where my friend works and try to raise hell for him. And try to make problems for him. So here's what's going to happen now. I will, from this point forward, I will tell you what BuzzFeed has to say. I will tell you what CNN has to say. I will tell you what anything on the internet has to say. We will be limiting, from this point forward, things about my life. We will be limiting the access that happens inside to me. Now, it's going to happen a little bit today because some stuff happened yesterday I do want to talk to the class about. And you guys know me. I make these rules and I fall back on them. 
but I am upset today. And because I don't, dude, if something happens in this room and it negatively affects me or or, or Fantone, that's part of the game. Welcome to the game. We knew this. We signed up for it. We're down for it. But when people make problems for people in my life just because they want to do it, A, you're bored and kind of annoying, and B, that dude, that should have never happened. If you have an issue with something that happened in here, then your issue is with me. Then make the problem for me. Make a problem for my boss. Don't make a problem for somebody, for an innocent, who was just off the side. I just, I don't understand the desire in that. This is one of those things that, like you said, I mean, you know, we kind of know what we signed ourselves up for. And, like, having a job where you're in the public eye comes with plenty of perks, dude, with so many things that are awesome about it. But there's some rub to it, too. And And the rub's not even that bad. It's not. not. Even when people make my life hell, it's not that bad. At the very least, it's worth it. You know what I'm yes. saying? To 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 me, it is. I mean, I think there's other people maybe who would feel differently and be like, well, pff, you deal with this, this, and this, and you only get this, this, and this in return, and blah, blah, blah. But whatever, when it comes to my balance, when it comes to my scales, it all it all evens For out. Me too. Yeah, but agree. the thing is, is that is that is that people in the closer I guess you get to somebody in our situation, um, they don't necessarily get to make that decision. They don't necessarily get to weigh those scales out like we do. And obviously I think the closer you get, the 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 harder or the easier it is, I guess, to kind of get caught up in like the collateral damage or the crossfire or whatever. Um, but I, 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 that you know, that's just one of those things, and I know you didn't intend for it to happen. Not at all. And I, and I'm I trying know, to help him. Right. Well, and I, dude, it's just one of those things that you were going with, and like, I, I, how many times have you started a story or I started a story, and and, and all of a sudden you're like, man, yeah. I, 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 I didn't yeah, mean for this. Done that. I didn't mean for the results to, to end up the way that they did. Right. Um, you know, so I, I don't beat yourself up too hard. I mean, this is bound to happen. I don't want you to necessarily start questioning, like, well, should I talk about this? Because, you know, I mean, you're going to have to be more guarded, no question about that that's where the question is though is it's not should i keep doing this it's how do i keep doing i um i i took the one silver lining yesterday as i was having because i got this information via dinner i was sitting at dinner my phone goes off and he hit me up he was like yo man he's like i didn't even hear you this morning he's like but this just happened to me and he what to his credit was not angry like i said to him i was like dude i am so sorry how do i make this right and he's like i'm not upset he's like as a matter of fact i kind of think it's funny but I'm worried, dude. This is a guy. He's got two kids. You know what I mean? Like he's got two kids, and if his job's affected over something I said, and he struggles, to, oh god, I'm gonna freak out. I like, mean, dude, I'm gonna lose it. That that that's the whole thing. Is like if someone gets their feelings hurt, yeah, whatever. Or if someone, you know, if something gets said, that's one thing. This woman but wanted this and is, fired. Yeah, I was gonna say this is this is this is somebody's job, man. So like, no, that's that's a very serious thing. Yeah, no, so, this, this woman was going head hunting. I mean, that's how, what she wanted. How, however, this can best be resolved. Uh, fingers crossed that it happens that way. I am. Uh, I am. So I. I I was I was upside down about it all day yesterday, and I woke up thinking about it. And again, there was a text message. He texted me after I had gone to sleep again. He was like, "Look, man, sorry, I was kind of in the middle of something, but we're good." He's like, "I'm totally fine," but I think it's one of those things where he's telling me he's totally fine, but secretly behind it. And so I said to him, "I was like, well, how do I make it right?" And he's like, "Well, the draft is next week." He was like, "And you know, you happen to mention where I work." He's like, "Is there any chance you could come here and eat dinner and watch the draft here next week?" I feel like that might help it. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So we'll get into that next week, and I'll tell you that. I don't necessarily want to create problems with him between here and there. But if that's the, the part of the, the resolution he wants, that's what he's going to get. Like I said, he's a good buddy of mine. He's got two kids, and the last thing I need is that on my plate. You know what I mean? I don't need that on my plate. 
Um, I'm perfectly fine if something happens to my family, me, Fantone, whatever. It's all part of the game. It's how it works. But outside of that, dude, civilians, innocents, they shouldn't have to deal with it. And I, I just, I felt terrible all night long. I still feel terrible. And I just, I, I just, I just forget sometimes that there are, teacher, you forgot to give us homework, people out there. I forget that you people exist. I really do, because it's so far removed from the way I would behave ever that I forget that it can be out there. I do have, I do actually have a story that happened to me yesterday that I might be a little worried about. I need Fantone's intake on that, or input rather. So we'll find that out after getting you hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Rock. 106.9. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Another $1,000 up for grabs, 710. I'm all excited about money myself, actually. I uh, woke up this morning, checked the NBA scores from last night. Yeah. And uh, the money I lost on the Cavs the other night, I know they won, but I had uh, I had bet them giving up eight, and uh, they did not. They did not. Be, they did not win by eight or more. And I was looking to get my money back, so I, I fired uh, two bets last night. Philly at Miami, Philadelphia won, won that. And Golden State had been given San Antonio. I think it was like two and a half, is what what I got that line at. And when I saw that, with no Kawhi Leonard. Playing for San Antonio, I jumped all over that. I front-loaded that bet. I bet the hell out of that game. Golden State, sure enough, won 110-97. Yeah, I mean, uh, San Antonio, for as good as, as, as good as Popovich is and as good as, like, you know, that, that system is, uh, you, when you're on your heels like that, of course you're going to get beat well, up. Well, especially, I mean, the team just kind of went through that thing with Pop and his wife, and it's like, that, that can be an emotional drain. You don't have your best player on the court. That's an, a drain. Like, I just felt like... This line is trying to seduce people to bet San Antonio, and I didn't fall for that at all. Took the Warriors one big. Very happy. Um, I am, I don't want to say concerned, because that's not really where I'm at. Okay. But I'm suspicious that concern may have to be an emotion I go through soon. Okay. I, uh, I had said the other day that I had, uh, I had met a woman earlier this week for drinks, Tuesday night. And that went well enough. And we've been texting again back and forth for a little while. And she texted me yesterday. She goes, I got about an hour and a half to kill before I have to be at work or whatever. Okay. She goes, is there any way she's like, and I, she was, was at a doctor's appointment. It was somewhat near where I live. And she goes, I know you're kind of, you know, I was in the middle of spring cleaning my house yesterday. She goes, I know you're kind of in the middle of that, but if you're going to break for dinner, like anytime soon, she's like, is there any chance you'd want to meet down the street? I've never had, I've never eaten at Busman, you know? I said, all right, well, so you know what? I said, yeah, I said, I'll meet you there. I said, I don't feel like making anything. It's kind of late, and yeah, I'll just go get something, right? And so we go, and I sit, and she's already there when I get there, and things are fine, and you know what I mean? And and, and things are okay. And then underneath, like, we're sitting at the bar, not a table. Like, we're sitting at the bar. And I then start to tell her about something you and I were discussing on the program. I forget what it was exactly, but there was a video that went along with it. So I was like, hey, check this thing out. You haven't seen this yet. And so I'm like showing it on, on, on my phone, right? And as we're sitting there, underneath the bar, and this is not that big of a deal. It's not, okay? And I'm not overreacting. Okay. What happened? She starts to like take her fingertips and kind of like slide them up and down my thigh as to like be touching me. Okay. 
and you can tell it's by design. Like, we're not brushing you by accident. Like, I'm stroking your leg. Of course not. No, 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 no. That was a, uh, that was a, that was an all signs go ahead. That was the guy waving the plane in. You know what I'm saying? I like, feel like. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's what so, totally was happening there. And at first, my thought was, not crazy about it, but don't go, don't. Like freak her out. You you weren't crazy about it in the sense of you wanted this to now stop. Because most dudes listening, bro, most dudes listening right now, if you're on a date with a woman and she's initiating the contact there, dude, that's, a, like that's a golden right there. I knew for sure no sex was going to happen. Okay. Because of the doctor's appointment, A. Okay. And because um B, she had to like go pick up her children in like an hour. Right? So like that wasn't so it wasn't going to happen. So not that it's like, don't touch me unless we're banging. Like, that's not what I mean. Right. I but, mean, but, but, but your thing is, is like, guys would be all excited about it. But yes, because normally in the end of that, at the finish line of that, this is what happens. But a little bit of build up is a good thing, right? Like not maybe, the worst. you know, a little bit of build up, a little bit of, you know, a little chemistry, sexual chemistry there. And then she's got to leave and you guys don't get to have sex tonight. So you're on, she's on your mind all night. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's a good thing. It sounds uh, good. I don't, I didn't need that. I, uh, I, and so you got to remember, you should, you were in the room. Earlier this week, we had talked about how I had said to her, like, look, I am into the, the idea of you and I spending some time together. I'm not necessarily into the idea of you and I, right? Okay. Like, I'm not into that idea. And I made it clear, wanted to make it clear. I don't like sending mixed signals. I'd rather be called a jerk, have a drink thrown in my face versus upset you down the road because I don't, I'm not out to hurt you. You may not like what I had to say, but I'm not out to hurt you emotionally. I don't want to do it. I don't need that baggage on my plate. Right. So that's like kind of going on. I'm like, all right, well, it's not the worst. I actually she's not the worst. I actually I was like, dude, she's fun. Right. So I was like, all right. You know what I mean? People are people. Let them kind of do what they want. Right. And so I'm just sitting there like a victim taking it. Kidding. Kidding. I don't I don't I don't see what I like. I don't see what the problem is. Well, We're not at the problem. Okay. okay. Well, we're not at the problem yet. So like we're eating and everything's fine. So now it comes down to the point where she has to like go. Okay. And she gets up and she's like, all right, you know, I got to go. I got to go pick up my children. I was like, okay, you know. Whatever. Well, I'm still, I still got food here, so I'm going to, I'm going to stay right here, eat right here, right? And you could feel it as she's standing next to me, getting ready to leave the bar. That A, I think she might kind of want me to walk her to her car, but these nachos are hot and I'm going to eat these nachos. And then there was this moment where I felt like, oh my God, this chick's going to try to kiss me in this bar in front of all of these people before she leaves. And I knew it. I was like, oh my God, this chick, like, this, this girl thinks public displays of affection are fine. Now, full disclosure, I have not slept with this woman. Okay. Have you kissed this woman before? Yes. Okay. I kissed her. I have kissed her, but like twice. Okay. Like, not, like nothing like this. And honestly, at her car as she was leaving the other night. This wasn't like on my couch makeout session. No, like okay. dude, a real like, hey, it was kind of cool to meet you. All right, yeah, I guess we'll make out a little bit before you leave. That was it. And so I could tell yesterday in the bar, I was like, dude, this woman wants to kiss me goodbye. And I'm like looking down the bar at all these people, and I'm like, not happening. Like, not okay. Happening. So this is where the problem is like, here is that it's in the middle of Busbin. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Not okay. happening. Okay. Had we walked to her car, probably okay. a little bit, but right. in the bar, not had happening. Had all this happened in a different environment, then maybe from the leg touch on, things would have gone differently. Okay. Now I see what the problem is here. <laughs> okay. All right. right. Now, okay. I've, now so I've got the whole picture. You admit, though, and you agree, though, that that is an issue for two people at this stage. Um, let me think this through in the sense of. 
of the kiss at the end, the kiss at the end of a transaction kind of indicates there's something there other than just, hey, I have lust for you. It's now, not a love transaction. I wasn't at the ATM giving her money. <laughs> but, but, but at the end of it, because that's kind of like the, you know, the separation point. So, like, if you would have made out at the bar because you guys are both slamming back shots and getting drunk and you make out at the different. bar, that's different than, like, kissing somebody in the goodbye kiss sober. at the bar sober. I didn't even have a drink. I drank uh, ginger ale. Okay. Okay. All right. I didn't want to give this to you, but there's something. No, she, I don't, I'm not faulting this woman. I'm like, not she's, either. She's not, like, out of line here. Like, uh, not whoa, at all. look at this no, bitch. No, no, no. No, no, no. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, yeah. Right? But it was awkward for me as I was like, well, how do you tell this person this to her face without making her mad? Did you did you use the food as the... As, no, no, no. As, she, as, as, uh... So I'm sitting. Okay. And she's standing next to me. Right. And you could feel like how close she was standing there. She's like, okay, I'm going to go. Kind of uh, like put her arm around like my back to like kind of give me like one of those. Right. Like kind of like, all right, see you later. And I could feel it. And I was like... And I was like, uh... I was terrified in the moment because I was like, <laughs> you're going to have to stone face her. Like you're gonna have to pull your lips inside your face and like not like you can't do like you can't do this like you, I was like I'm gonna have to stone face her here I am creating things names phrases I don't even know what it means but I'm hoping you guys find it funny because I was like dude I am going to have to do this to this person so then she leaves yeah and I finish eating surprise and then I go home walk home I live pretty close to Busby get into my apartment. Pull out the cell phone. And sure enough, let's go to the cell phone. Is there already a text there? Let's go to the cell phone. A little bit of an overtexter. Okay. Not the worst thing in the world, but a little bit of an overtexter. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me see here. Okay. So then I, then I get this message. Now, again, I've told this woman once before where I'm at mentally in this, right? That I'm not necessarily entertaining this as turning this into something like legitimate. Okay, so she then asks me via text message, what's the kissing in public rule? She's like, I wanted, she's like, I thought about it, I wanted to do it, but it seemed ill-timed. Okay, now here's what I would tell all of you, not just her. That if that is your instinct, that if you felt that, that it's ill-timed, I think mentioning it's probably not the best thing to do. Yeah, especially not right after in that moment. if this was a man... Who would wanted to kiss a woman goodbye and then texted her about it? This would be a scene in like Friends or like whatever where a guy wasn't picking up the right thing and being kind of dumb, right? So all I said back to that was, is that's probably a little too relationship oriented for my for my comfort level, right? And she took that okay, like she took it okay. But my point is that the reason the, why I'm talking to you, Fantone, about this is that I feel like what's happening here. Is that I am telling somebody something, they are telling me they understand it, but yet underneath it all, secretly still sitting there going, oh, I'll change his mind down the road. But acting differently. Yes. Saying everything, yeah, I'm in lockstep with that, I agree with that, but here is, but but in reality, not so much, maybe. I think this is a pretty clear uh, breaking point. You know what I'm saying? Like this seems very like, and I'm Ready, usually break. I think I think I think you very often are too quick to you know be like, all right, out. I'm done, dude. I but, go on first dates with a parachute. Like I do, your boy's ready to jump. But this situation, it just seems like there's enough for me to have been like, all right, well, is this really that important to me then?
Is this really worth? Because the thing is, is like, what are you going out in public at all anymore then? You know what I mean? Like, if, if this isn't going to be so, an apartment exclusive relationship. A female coworker of ours has texted in and said this to me. Dude, this is done. If you don't even want to walk her to the car, it's over. She's like, there's nothing there. And I said, well, so my point is, like, I've already said that there is nothing there. There is no brass ring at the end of this. That what there may be is every once in a while, like, yo, what are you doing later? That's it. That's about, that's all mental. And so I'm being asked via all the social media, why? And so I will put this in a TV show reference for you so everybody can kind of figure out why maybe my mind is where it is. Okay. Most of you have seen the show Friends, right? Everybody's at least seen it. Whether you like it or not, you've at least seen it. I like Rachel's. I sometimes will end up with a Monica. Not really crazy about Phoebe's. And she's a little too Phoebe for my life. Now, Phoebe's look great. They're a little, they're a little eccentric so they can be fun and you can enjoy them. I don't necessarily want a Phoebe long run is all. I like Rachel's. At, at this point, like, yeah, you can say that, like, what's all that's going to be there is is going to be some sort of like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, but you went out in public, and that was the testing grounds, and you've tested it, and there's nothing worth it. So it's like, is having sex three times, you know, over the next six months, really, you know what I mean, worth that? I don't know. I like how we're not even talking about sex. It's like, yeah, I didn't want to kiss this girl in front of everybody, dude. I just didn't want to kiss her in front of everybody. Dude, kissing in public <laughs> strange, dude. Because, dude, here's the thing. I've been that guy. Like, I've been the guy who thought it was an appropriate thing to be doing with a woman who where we weren't really in that place in that relationship. And I've screwed stuff up before. And so maybe that's why. Maybe I'm hyper aware of it. I don't know, but I was definitely sitting there going, oh my God, these buffalo chicken nachos are amazing though, and I'm not stopping in the middle of this bowl for that. Not to, because dude, I go to Buzzman a lot. And so the last thing I need is walking there and be like, dude, who are you going to make out with now tonight? Right? I didn't need it. Well, and like I said, it'd be different if it was a makeout. It'd be different hammered. if it was, if you're hammered drunk making out different. at the bar, totally Way different. Because you can blame the Jameson yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah, you can't blame the ginger ale. You can't be like, man this, man, this hot sauce on this nacho is so good, I made out with somebody. Again, from inside the building, Captain Tony. Yeah. I like the reference. Whatever you do, never end up with a Janice. <laughs> God, I love that dude. Fantone's doing good work in the community today. We'll get you filled in on how that's happening and what he's doing. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Healthy Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. We're going to have to get back into Crazy Girl in a little while because, dude, it's this is really funny. Um, if you were listening to that story, women emailing in, writing in, saying, dude, run for your life. And it's funny oh, because man. when women are like, they can, you know what I mean? Because they know their own crazy, okay. right? And men are like, dude, it just sounds like you want to be lonely. Oh, Lord. Well, I, well, I, well, I buried the lead a little bit. And again, we'll get back into this um, a little later. She does have a strange pet, and I have always found strange pet people to be something to be a little bit weary of. Not that you need to be locked up, but if, dude, dogs, cats, fine, right? Your kid's got a, like a hamster, I'm down. I don't even, I, it, it's so rare that <laughs> I, if I tell you the kind of pet it is, people that know her are going to know this, you know what I mean? And okay. I don't want to make her life hell. I'm not out no. to like 
hurt this girl's feelings at all. I was gonna say, did you already ruin someone's life? Yeah, I probably did. But she, yeah, she's got a, she's got like a one of those I'm a weird pet people, okay. and like that. When I heard that yesterday, I was like, oh, bro, that's like three red flags in a row. I told her, I was like, you are one big red Chinese flag. I, that's actually what I said to her. But I don't know. We'll get back into that. Guys are like, dude, I think you're just lonely or want to be lonely. And it's like, nah, dude, I think you don't realize what can happen down the road. Yeah, I think you're just desperate. And I've had women who like have just showed up at my apartment and sat on the steps and wouldn't leave. Like, I've, dude, I've had weird things happen. And not that's not saying that's who this person is, but when it's happened to you, you are aware it can. And so, like, me, you may overthink things. And down the road, and I think that's maybe what's happening right now. Maybe I don't know, but better safe than sorry. I think is the way to operate. <laughs> Fantone is doing good work today. He and Project Rebuild are going to head out and make Canton a better looking place. Um, apparently, there is a graffiti issue in Canton, Ohio. That's obviously a problem with a little bit of effort that you can put a major dent in, and you will be doing that this afternoon with Project Rebuild. How are you guys going about that? So essentially, this all comes from, um, first and foremost, you know, I guess to give a little bit of background to Project Rebuild, uh, they are you know, a nonprofit organization uh, that works with at-risk young adults yes. in the Stark County area. So whether it is something that you've gone through the court system or you've been to prison or you've dropped out of high school or you come from poverty or uh, there's a lot of different roads that take students to rebuild. And really what it is is giving those students opportunities and kind of the skills that they need to turn into, you know, mm-hmm. uh, successful young adults. I like it. And uh, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's a big thing is a lot of people look at younger people and say like, man, you guys are just worthless. And it's like, well, do they have the chance to do something here? You have to give them an opportunity before you can say, like, well, you're just not worth a damn. I would agree. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so, so Rebuild does a good job of that. And, you know, we uh, today is one of their international day of services. So, like, you know, the, the, the organization is a national organization, but Rebuild's like the local branch of it. Oh, I didn't know that. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, so, I didn't know yep. That. So, it's all, it's all an AmeriCorps thing. So, uh, um, what happens there is, you know, groups throughout the country spend today, like, trying to make their community a better place place and me and uh, the woman that runs Project Rebuild, we were talking about how we think that, you know, we can make a positive impact and something that would mean something and we decided to focus on graffiti. The reason I thought that was a good idea is I'm a, I'm a big believer in uh, the broken window theory where things like broken windows, um, graffiti, litter, stuff like that, that all gives the message that nobody cares about the environment that you're in and if you don't care about it not the not the earth but the, but the, the yeah. nobody cares about the area the, the, area. the, yeah. the area that yeah. you're in. i'm sorry if I, that wasn't clear the, the area so like yeah. at that point somebody who might not have decided to do crime was going to be like well nobody's here to stop me so of course i'm going to throw this out the window nobody's here to stop me of course i'm going to harass this woman nobody's here to stop me of course i'm going nobody to cares mug about this, this neighborhood i'm not moving in it right well, that's, that, that's, that's a huge the, part that's of it too the big one a, for me. A, a huge part of it too that's the big one so you know, so with 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 that all kind of being said, I wanted to work on something that number one, you like you said that we could make a tangible difference in. I, I would love to be able to fix all the potholes in Canton, but we can't do but you're that. Not get there. I would love to be able to pick up all the litter in Canton, but I don't know if we can do that. But I feel like we can make a big dent in graffiti. Um, so we've uh, we've brought together you know a group of volunteers and a group of you know students from Project Rebuild. Uh, we'll be going out today, I believe, directly after the show, ten o'clock. So I'm going to make moves out of here as soon as I possibly can. And uh, there's a couple different spots we went to. Yesterday, I spent all afternoon driving around in a van full of students. And I'm like, hey, guys, where's graffiti? And like driving through their neighborhoods, because obviously they spend a lot of time in in those areas and driving, driving through their neighborhoods. It's so crazy 
the difference a couple of miles can make. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, you're in one yeah. neighborhood, and I'm like, man, this is all right back here. Like, I like this back here. I'll buy a house back here. And then they're like, no, keep going, keep going. This is where I live. And it's like, oh, I'm not coming back here. You know what? Cleaning up their own neighborhood's pretty good, too, because then they got real pride in it. And then when they see people their own age doing something, they're like, dude, I just spent all day the other day doing that. Don't do that. Well, and that's the thing, too, is, I mean, graffiti is primarily something that's uh, coming from young adults. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's, that I age, it's that age range who's doing a vast Acting majority out. of graffiti. So to have their peers kind of counterbalancing that. I love it. And the, the, the goal is to, is, to, is to keep at this, you know, indefinitely in the sense of today we're going to make the biggest push we can to kind of get things started and what our goal is is number one to get it all covered and number two when the time comes that people start putting more new fresh stuff back up we're going back out there and covering it again oh well do good for you man uh, that is awesome i'm glad you guys uh you guys are going to be out there doing that if i did not have to like rush out of here myself to get ready for dave matthews tonight i would uh i would be helping out with that because i I do believe in that plenty of opportunities coming up dude i cannot tell you how many and like i try not to fight people online um uh, can't repository wrote a story about this and thank hats off to them and i think new channel five is coming down today to come see it oh good um but at at the end of the day you know the can't repository puts up this story and you know people start commenting on it bro i cannot tell you what are people's problems with covering of up course graffiti? of course people have problems with covering well, up graffiti well, there's, there's there's the there's the problem of oh pff, you guys are worrying about graffiti why don't you worry about the litter why don't you worry about crime why don't you worry about this and i'm like why don't you well, worry about I, that that's that what i was gonna say so 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 you're on you're on your keyboard then knocking down people who are trying to do something so my my question is then show me what you did all last month then to combat any of those things i hate when people who are too damn lazy to do anything want to throw stones at people who are trying. You are a loser. Get up and go do something to better something. Quit knocking down the people who are actually trying. Thanks, buddy. I hate Fantone. And now you guys, <laughs> you guys got me out here getting his back. Now I hate the rest of you. God damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. We'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop. Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3 on Fox Sports 1350 everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. But he's on the Stansbury Show next. The Stansberry Show. All right, I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. We're joined every Friday at 7 o'clock by my very good buddy, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, how are you this morning, buddy? Brother, I am unbelievable. I got to tell you something. Not only am I looking at sunshine, but... You know, to me, rock and roll is a big part of uh, who I am, what I do, too. And when I hear the boys uh, in Nirvana coming into me, I'm thinking, this band, think about this, gents. This band helped save rock and roll, especially with Smells Like Teen Spirit, because we had a lot of that no guitar bands coming out, this and that. You know, to a point. You know, I'll grow a little human league, but give me Nirvana any day. I would absolutely agree. <laughs> I, uh, they did, in fact, help save the genre. There's no doubt about that. So, Munch, the big story today, obviously, uh, you know, I know the Cavs play later on, but uh, but the big story today is the Brown schedule. And uh, you and I share a mutual friend, um, a, a an esteemed broadcaster himself, Nick Camino. And mm-hmm. I happen to follow Nick on, on Twitter, and he said this last night. He said, I saw the Brown schedule. I see it at 4-12. and 12. And I'm looking at the schedule right here, and, and, and I love Nick. And he's much, I probably much more, uh, you know, aware of, uh, of the sports than I am. And probably more knowledgeable on them. But I don't see these four wins. I, I just, I don't see them. What do you think? Well, you see it, two or three? 
I think it's I, – I, for me, now maybe I'm a pessimist. I think it's probably too. No, you're a realist from what we've seen the last four years and the last since 1999, too. I think that they have added enough talent in the offseason and that there's enough potential in the draft to where you're going to you're going to be better than you were last year. And I think you'll win more games, obviously, as you won no games last year. But I think four might be a little lofty. Well, well, I will tell you this. Number one, I and in fact, people were mad at me yesterday when they were saying, we'll play the schedule game Friday, won't we? I said, not intensely yet because I want to see who they draft. You know, is it going to be some depth in some positions? But let me tell you this. I just was uh, checking out Pat McManaman from ESPN. Okay. He had them at six. Now, wow. three of the six were coin flips, okay? They were coin flips. Like, basically, he had them win in the opener just from the standpoint that, you know what, a blind squirrel finds an acorn sooner or later. Uh, I don't see him winning the opener in Pittsburgh, uh, but actually the openers in Cleveland against Pittsburgh, that kind of thing. So we don't know yet, okay? And they finish in Baltimore. Baltimore, I would say, is on a decline, but you're not going to win there either. You know what, man? I'm looking at three or four, two, and I'm looking at you. And I'll tell you why you say what you're saying. You may not know this, is that this team was one in 31. So to start with, you've got to overcome that. You have to learn how to win, something that the past regime was anti. You know, that's why when I trust the process, it drives me crazy. But you have a new offensive coordinator. You have a new quarterback. You can say, well, all the other guys will be new too. Not really. There'll be some key positions where they're new. And that's a lot of people to mesh. And a lot of them are going to be very, very young. So the bottom line is, you know what, I don't want to – and please, Dan, this will drive you too, crazy too and mad when somebody says, well, if they win two, that's 200% more than last year. No, 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 no. That's like saying I jumped over the bar and the bar's a broomstick on the ground. You know, I can see anywhere from three to five, and I will say that now. However, I'm not going to play the game yet until I see who they draft and exactly who comes – you know, who's going to go into camp. Yeah, I mean, expectations are obviously going to dictate happiness. I think that's something, you know, Stansberry and I have agreed on with sports a lot. And, you know, when, when, when you have such a low bar right there, it, it's not hard to get over or it shouldn't be hard to get over. I want to talk about that bar for a second, Munch, because I saw an interesting tweet this morning. And with the September 9th, with the September 9th start date of the 2018 season, the Browns will have officially have one NFL win within a thousand day period. That is absolutely disheartening to hear. It's discouraging to hear. And as, as a Cleveland sports historian, as somebody who I view as, as one of the sages of the game, what is that? (laughs) What does that, what does that say about this franchise? What was once so heralded has now gone a thousand days with one victory. Well, number one, Dan, that's why you have them not winning four because it's a culture of losing. Know what it says to you guys? We cannot, we cannot, and this drives me crazy. Well, look at this once, you know, my once proud franchise. No, no, that was a different franchise, all right, before Art Modell moved the team. This is something brand new. Sure, it's still the Cleveland Browns. I'm sure you have the record books, et cetera. But we have to take it from 1999. But, Fantone, here's what you said is so cool, and this is what's driven me crazy. Uh, and, guys, how many, and I don't say texts and tweets and Facebook postings like fans do so they can throw stuff back at us, okay? But if you would have seen how many people were telling me they were going to be 10 and 6, 11 and 5 last year, and wow. Kenny Britt was going to get all these yards after catch and run after catch, and this guy was going to do this, and this guy was going to do this, it's nauseating. 
because the people are duped, okay? But the bottom line is a culture of losing. That's what it shows, guys. And it's been a culture of losing. And guess what? But it's okay. It's okay, Sashi Brown. You know, it's okay to lose. Yeah, no, it's not okay to lose. And until they start winning and learn how to win, that culture of winning cost them the two, three wins that were laid out in front of them last year, like the Packers game that they couldn't finish. Munch, I'm so happy you brought up last year. Because when the schedule came out last year, Vegas ended up putting the the over-under of the win total for the Cleveland Browns last year at four and a half. And I told everybody when that came out, I said, Vegas is normally not a ton wrong, but the half a game makes it a sucker bet. Bet the under on four right. and a half wins, right? Bet the, bet the under. And people for weeks sent me emails. You're just negative. You're a Browns hater. They're going to win a minimum of eight games. And I remember saying then, they won't win eight quarters, let alone eight games. They're a, they're, they're, they're a disaster zone. But I believe that John Dorsey has made the right improvements. Not that Tyrod Taylor's a world beater. He's not, okay? But he does know how to control the game better than, I, got, I can't remember the kid's name now, Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, well said. He will manage the game better than that. And you did pick up Jarvis Landry. You got a couple of good wide receivers. I think they look better this year. But to to go to like six and ten or eleven eleven and whatever, I, I just I think people are nuts. I I, I don't see it happening. I just don't see. Yeah, that I don't either. And you know what I think in this too. And you know, I I I get down on these folks just because I don't like when good hardworking people get duped. You know what I mean? It's like Bohica. You know, bend over, here it comes again. Oh, thank you. You know, that kind of thing. Don't oh, yeah, I'll grab my ankles another time for Jeez. you. But the crazy <laughs> thing is this, guys, is that everyone we added, you know, we're getting Sammy goes, oh, my God. Much. No, 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 no. And same thing as you, Dan. But you're a hater. You hate, no, I'm not. I'm upset because I love this team too much. And I'm tired of, of you know, my all sorts of leagues. I'm tired of right. losing. We do that. Well, no. We love them so much that... We take it to heart, and we get physically ill over them. Well, not only that, Munch, but I kind of feel like when we have these positions, that it's a little egregious just to be a homer, that I that you have to be objectionable, that you have to be able to take the fan and say, I hear you, I get where your fandom comes from, but you might want to balance it with a little bit of realism. I, I, I want to switch uh, to the hard floor if we could. Cavs Let's in, do it. Cavs in action against the Pacers again tonight. Series tied at a game apiece. And I heard the national media yesterday saying, guys, it's over. Indiana wins this series. It's done. Do you think the Cavs come out of the first round of the playoffs? I certainly do. Okay. You asked that I have my blood, blood answer to you. <laughs> I will say this, is that the young guys look like young guys. <laughs> I was at the game. They looked like young guys. That's all I'm going to say. You've got to, but every game I'm seeing these days, guys, I've never seen more balls stolen just as a guy dribbles up court, okay? My golly, protect the freaky basketball. But, you know, for Larry Nance Jr., we all love him. I'm going to be called a hater for this. For him to miss two free throws down the stretch, in a freaky excusable. I would have pulled him out right on that spot, you know? Did you think about what just happened? You know, that kind of thing. I mean, Clarkson was out of hand at times. Rodney Hood, you could understand. He probably had an hour's sleep in the last two days because his wife delivered twins. But the young guys look like young guys. Now, I saw George Hill starting to run the game a little bit better. We know exactly what LeBron was and what Kevin was doing, which is great. But how does a veteran like Jeff Green disappear? And something else, guys, which is just criminal. A center that started for three years in the finals is mired on the bench. 
between Zezich and Jenny Hasman, and you know who I'm talking about, TMZ, Tristan Thompson. So it's just crazy stuff. But, yeah, they still will beat Indiana. Uh, I can't see Indiana winning three more games against, quote-unquote, LeBron James. It um, it, It's definitely been frustrating. You're right, bringing up Double T. I've been a believer of his for as long as he's been on. Me the too. Players. And, and, this, yeah. and this year, um, when he was arguably the third or fourth most important piece of the championship run and now is not even getting minutes, it, 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 it's quite the fall from grace right there. Um, I think there was a lot of frustrating things in that victory uh, that, we, that the Cavaliers recently got over the Pacers. Um, I'm glad you brought up George Hill because I think that he makes a difference whether he's scoring or not. But the thing that really um, seemed to kind of, uh, you know, take the sweetness off of that victory um, was Kevin Love and his thumb. Can you give us any update on what's going on with him and, and what it means for, for the game he'll be playing? Well, what I was told, according to Kevin and the team, it will not affect him. He will play tonight. Here's the thing. You jam a thumb, you pull it out. If there's something with ligaments that they've also mentioned, it's going to hurt like hell. And we have seen guys try to catch a ball before, and they just can't catch it because it's like somebody's shoving a knife in their thumb. We're going to find out early and often, especially in the rebounding department, because that's when he's getting banged around. And, and guys, one more thing. When you tell me Kevin Love's soft, if he's soft, that means he's standing outside the whole time. His thumb doesn't get injured, okay? Let me tell you this, too. And this came right from, i got to hit you with this, because it's a uh, Sandsbury Show exclusive, is that Nate McMillan, the head coach, of course, of Indiana has told people close to him, who I'm very close to them too, and said that, hey, this is Goliath. We're David. We're going to throw more at them than a rock out of our slingshot. He pretty much have told the guys, mug them whenever possible. And you're wow. seeing that out of Booker. You're seeing that out of Lance Stevenson for sure. And you're seeing it out of uh, Bogdanovich. It's a bonus. We're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app. Munch, I got one more question before you before you head out. Yes, sir. And that is, what in the hell's your problem with Joel Embiid, dude? <laughs> I saw I saw. Oh, dude, can I tell you something? Yeah. Okay, number one, the trust the process BS, all right? Okay. All that means, your owner's crooked. He's going to Sashi Brown your team. That's a new <laughs> term I have, okay? Jeez, Jeez. okay. And, and Embiid stuck up for it, okay? I'm going to buy tickets to watch nine wins, to watch ten wins in an 82-game season, something else, too. Okay, he's got that new NBA big guy thing. Well, I'm going to hook you around the chest and throw you to the ground, you know? He's more worried about looking good. He's more worried about what he's doing, okay? After he missed a dunk yesterday, two comes back, hits a three. He misses that three and could turn the game around. I know he hit it. Yeah, you know what? Not my style. Not my style. And don't get me wrong. I got many a person's face in my day. Just like the Cavaliers today need to knock a few pacers down, I'm just looking for a guy that could knock him beat down. Dang thing is he's too freaking big. Okay, I just dude, I, I had bet the Sixers last night, and then I opened up my Twitter and Munch is like down in Embiid, and I was like, dude, if I lose money, I was I was freaking out, so I couldn't wait to ask you about that. Although he's he's a good player, okay, he's actually he's a borderline great player. But you know what? I can see that. He doesn't have to tell me that, okay? And don't call yourself the process. Because in other words, I want to know your ski mask is, along with your owners who've been stealing from fans for the last five, six years. Catch more heat like that today <laughs> at 3 on Fox Sports 1350. <laughs> That's Mark Munch Bishop. Munch, we'll talk to you again next Friday at 7 o'clock. Thanks, buddy. Keep, keep us rocking, baby. Thank you. Absolutely. We found out, or not we, but somebody else found out, the number one way human beings will vent frustration. We'll give you that next on Rock 106.9. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200.
You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's win to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I, uh... My Facebook memories just depress me. Okay. You know how they do that? Mm-hmm. So a few years ago, you and I uh, were, were had been doing the program, and apparently in that morning, I must have been talking about how I find all the 420 stuff to be annoying, oh. and how potheads are kind of like annoying oh. today. Uh, 420, bro. It's from the bar, bro. 420, bro. Yeah. Like, I just hate all that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I, I am a user of the product. I like the product. Product's fine. I, uh, I argue for legalization constantly. But there is a difference between enjoying something and then making yourself a billboard over it. Like, I'm never going to wear tie-dyed because it's gross. I'm never going to wear Birkenstocks because I'm not a hippie. Like, I just, some of that local video pipe fitters for a trade, bro. Like, I don't find any of that. St- dude, it's all juvenile to me. I'm wearing a Fleetwood Mac t-shirt right now from like I mean dude so you know what I mean like but yet all that's still juvenile to me. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I mean like yeah, that's yeah, of course. Six foot bubbler, bro. Ready? Okay. Let's, well, let's rip this dab. Like ugh, dude all of it's just gross to me, right? Okay. So my Facebook memory is disappointing me though cuz I went home that afternoon, right. opened up the freezer right. and I had stuffed my eggs in there versus the refrigerator. <laughs> so apparently I celebrate 420 every single day. <laughs> apparently that's how that's how that went down. Well, that's what I was going to say about the concept of 420. If you're really that jazzed up about 420 and you're like, man, you probably smoke weed every day already. Right. So it's like, is today really going to be that different? No. It's the holiday, bro. Local pipe fitters, man. Uh, <laughs> all those shirts are so gross. You mean the Green Bull Packers one? That's that's not good? You don't like that one? Just shave and take a shower, you <laughs> dirtball. Even 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 if you're not like the the hippie stereotype, I mean, if, if weed is what you're like... That that's what defines you. I mean, like, come on, guys, come on, right? Come on, right? For twenty, man. For twenty. Yeah. All right. Um, the very esteemed research company Nine Round Kickbox Fitness, okay, has done a study, and this made news yesterday. Okay, like news outlets carried this. That's where I'm getting this. Is from a news outlet. Nine Round Kickbox Fitness. <laughs> okay, what have they got to say? Surveyed. 2,000 people. I'm sure in a very scientific manner. To deal, to, to find out how we deal and process stress. Now, stress is a killer. Um, you have to be careful with it, and you should work it out the best way you possibly can. Most people will tell you exercise is a great way to do it. I would totally agree. My stress level has come way, way down. I, however, have been a fat, lazy bastard all week. Need to get my fat ass back into the gym very, very soon. I have fallen off of uh, the track just a little bit this week. So they asked 2,000 people how much stress they take in per day. Okay, A quarter said they swear, Fantone, to vent their frustration before 9 o'clock in the morning. However, most people say that their first curse word comes out of their mouth at 10.54 a.m. was the average. So just before 11 a.m. is when people are first saying their first curse word. So I guess what I need to know is, is there a difference for this study? And again, Nine Round Kickbox Fitness, obviously the esteemed research company, right? I want to know, do I actually have to say it 
or when my eyes open in bed and I think to myself, oh, F me again. Like, is that, is that, like, is that, is that does that count? Um, I'm going to assume saying it is what matters there. But I think what really matters is the fact that you open up your eyes and you think F me like that life has already defeated you, man. I feel like that's bad. Every day. I'm like, son of a bitch. Get Every, off this place. I'm ne- I never wake up and go, oh, good. Like, yeah, no, good. Like, never. Not once. It's always just like. Oh, oh, this again. Right. <laughs> dear sweet Christ, take me down. Um, I don't know if I necessarily agree with this either because 11 o'clock, most people are at work. Now, I get there's all different schedules for all different people. Yeah, but don't you swear? Although, again, if you're saying in your head, probably not the same thing, right? In the car, though. You know what I mean? Uh, on the ride in, there's no point that you're swearing before 11. I would say most this people. This fat effing idiot thinks he knows right, everything. Right, right, right. Yelling at the Sandsbury <laughs> exactly show. Exactly right. Yelling at the idiot driver in front of you. I mean, there's a million things out on the road that are at least is going to get you to mutter a son of a bitch. You know what I mean? Should not be uh, all that surprising that the biggest triggers for stress, financial. 56% of them say that. Not getting enough sleep, 36%. Uh, Health concerns around 35%. And work was pretty low down on the list. That hovered around 30. The thing with all those things you just said, they're all interconnected. Well, you're like, why aren't you getting any sleep? Because I'm worried about my finances. finances. Why? What's the matter with your finances? Ah, work, problems at work, sons of bitches. You know what I mean? It's a snake eating its tail. Right, exactly what it it is. is. (laughs) I mean, it's just a downward spiral of of, of stress there. This study found that the average American, most of us, deal with about 1,200 stressful events each year. Now, I would have bet higher. I would have guessed much higher than that. 1,200 doesn't sound like a lot for a year when you think that a year is 365, you know, 365 days. So you're not dealing with multiple, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, I guess that would be, I mean, more. Oh, yeah. Four stresses a day, Day. it would seem like. But the thing thing I'll say about that is, though, is that, like, what defines a stress? You know what I mean? Well, again, if it's financial, though, like, I'm worried about that multiple times a day. The whole day. From the moment you wake up. Dude, when you're going through financial worries, and anybody that that, that is right now knows exactly what I'm talking about, from the moment you wake your eyes to the moment you go to bed, there's always that stress. There's always that worry. Phantom can tell you. He can tell you, because he didn't know me at all when, when we took this job over. I was rolling change to put gas in my car to make it an hour down here to, to take this job. I mean, dude, like when I took the when I did the interview for this job, I didn't even have the I didn't even have a car at that point. I was being driven down here. As a matter of fact, I had to go to Facebook and have a listener bring me back home. Yeah, Uber didn't exist at that point. I don't think not in Akron. <laughs> and so, like, that's where we met because they didn't want to meet in Canton because they didn't want anybody to know. And like, I and so the point to tell you that very embarrassing piece of information <laughs> about myself it's is worth that something. Fantone will tell you I'm a completely different person on the other side of having a little bit money in the account. Like, I'm way less stressed. I'm I handle stress better. I take it in better and i'm not great at it it's still something i suffer from but i'm a much different person with a little bit of money in my pocket yeah so if if, if you have that and that's counted as one stress that's a 24 hour a day stress that's a that's a, yeah. a, a, a a constant stress i don't think that's a fair way to count up to 1200 i i don't i don't feel like that's a fair way and my guess is and even just not thinking it when i walk out of my door i do mumble a swear word out of my out of my mouth especially this morning because again, here we are, April twentieth, and I walked out, and it was freezing cold. And so I was like, "Holy f! How cold does it have to get?" So, dude, I swear way before eleven o'clock in the morning. You work with Fantone and don't swear till eleven. <laughs> you tell me if you can make it. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys, hang on. The Stansberry Show, Kenton's Rock Station, Rock one zero six nine, Rock one zero six nine. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out another $1,000 for you, 810 this morning. Also have some Lewis Black tickets. We'll get you hooked up with those. That show, October the 4th. $1,000 sounds good. Huh, dude. Welcome to that weekend with 1000 bucks in your pocket. Dude, I cannot stop spending money. What's the, what's going on? Tell me tell dude, me what the purchases are. What's happening? I cannot stop spending money. Okay. So, this last like week and a half, mm-hmm. new clubs, irons, 800, 765 yeah, or whatever it is, 800. Eight. Right. Right, new driver, three hundred. New bag, one sixty. That bag of weed or a bag no, of no, golf? No, golf bag, bag. Okay. no, golf bag. All right, throw another bag in there too. One sixty on that. Bought a slew of t-shirts, and last, I completely forgot about this. Completely forgot about it until I just checked my phone right now because I got an update. I got an alert, rather. Apparently, last night before I went to sleep, I bought a I I I I, I bought a watch on eBay. Completely forgot I did it. Completely forgot I did it. You gotta talk about this because I feel 419, like four nineteen, bro. Four nineteen. Four nineteen, bro. Completely forgot. The day before four twenty one, bro. Completely forgot. Random drug test today. Um, uh, my girlfriend, she pulls the same crap on me all the time. Where it's like I don't even know how this box came here. I didn't. I don't remember ordering this. I must have done it in my sleep. Are you really telling me that you're like like sleep ordering stuff? What's happening here? I boredom order. I don't know if it's okay. sleep, but I boredom order, and then right. I'll go to sleep, and like I don't know, like there's. Something about going to sleep that is like an Etch-A-Sketch for me. It's like, I had to shake it. Whatever happened yesterday, who needs to know that? Who needs that info? Get it out of there. And so, like, I wake up and I was, like, looking at my, uh, for some reason, like, eBay sent me, like, an alert. And I was like, well, what the hell? And I pulled up and, dude, I bought myself a nice guest watch. I completely forgot about it. So this is an actual watch, not, like, a Apple watch or, you know, no, no, no. no, This is an actual watch. There it is right there. That's uh, the watch right there. I wish, I wish I could be a watch guy. My dad, watch on his wrist for his entire life. Like, is that right? I, oh, dude, like, has, and you know, I mean, it, Mike Fantone, where are the Oh, watch? Mike Fantone, mustache and a watch, dude. Those are two things you find on that man at all times, right there. Dude, your pops does have the stash. Oh, dude. He does. Just, 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 just a stash and a half the man pops has. Pops Fantone has the stash. So, uh, he, the mustache. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's got a job, for Christ's sakes. So, he's, you know, always been watch guy. And to me, that was always so, like, responsible and so like masculine and so like you know everything that i'm not and i was just always like dude i want to wear a watch but every time i try it every time i put one on and i've had watches like that like nice ones and i've had uh, the oh i can't remember what my girlfriend was that got for me she got like an apple watch or something from work she's like i don't want this do you want it i tried it for like two days and dude i hated it i just couldn't get into it so like really yeah i don't i don't know what it is but like now it's just like well why would i need a watch i have a phone in my pocket um, but I just can't be the watch, dude. I um, I have bought them before, and forget to wear them. Like I get up and get dressed in the morning. I'm like, eh, where the is it? And like, and won't do it. Um, and I like you. It always felt a little weird. But golf actually got me used to wearing a watch because I have a yardage watch, uh-huh. and so like I wear it every round. Uh-huh. And so I kind of got used to wearing it. And there was some. I was going somewhere the other day. And I got dressed. And like not like t-shirt and jeans dressed. Like I got dressed. Like collar. Okay. You know what I mean? And I, I was going somewhere. Fancy. You know where I was going? I was going to Toesies. Okay. That's where I was going. Okay. Not, not fancy, but I wore a sweater and a nice pair of jeans and like yeah. a nice pair of shoes. Like, you don't want to look like a scrub. Yeah, I didn't want to go in there. Yeah, like you know, looking like a scrub. And I like looked at I have like a full body mirror in my bedroom. And I was like kind of looking at the mirror and I was like, all right, well, you look pretty good, but like something's just 
not like something's missing. Right. And I looked down and I noticed my wrist. I was like, it's a watch. That's what's missing. It's like you kind of need it's like that last little bit. Well, for the most part, unless you're a jewelry dude, and I know there's plenty of jewelry dudes in the world, um, there's very few accessories that guys can like kind of finish stuff with. And a watch is definitely one of those things where you're right. When you're trying to look buttoned up, when you're trying to look responsible, when you're trying to look like, you know, an upstanding member of the community, I don't know what it is. Is it just like, well, boy, that guy's got to be responsible. He checks the time all the time. Guy must never be late. You know what I mean? Like, what is it about a watch? It's like, all right, I trust you, but there's something. There is something about that. I um, I I don't know why. In case you're curious, but I did post a picture of the watch. I forgot that I purchased at uh, <laughs> at my Instagram, which is Dan is where you can see that at my IG there. Um, <laughs> at the IG there, kids. At the IG there. <laughs> the IG. Well, there's the OG where you can eat, and then there's the IG where you can post the pics of the OG. That's what you could do. What you could do there. You know what else I could do is go to do? break and All then right. give you guys $1,000 for wasting your time talking to you about the Home Shopping Network. All right, yeah, let's do that. $1,000 up for grabs next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Maslin, heads up. I'll be in your uh, I'll be in your hood tomorrow. From 11 to 1, I'll be at the Dunkin' Donuts at 3920 Erie Street South. I'll be there getting you hooked up with Bill Engvall tickets for his show at the Palace tomorrow night. Also have some Dunkin' Donuts gift cards and uh, apparently some tickets for you to tour the Mansfield Reformatory, which would be cool. Man. So tomorrow, Maslin, 3920 uh, East Erie, uh, I'm sorry, Erie Street South, Maslin. America. Runs on Duncan, so does Stansberry right there. Tiger Town runs on Duncan, making it happen. I like it. I do too. I'm a big fan. Uh, Sad news former OSU Buckeye coach, their uh, Earl Bruce, passed away this morning. Um, that had, we had gotten that information after Munch had already been on the air with us. Um, Munch and he were very, very close. Super really? tight. Oh, yeah, they were really tight. Really? Um, I, and Munch is taking this kind of hard right now. I'm uh, actually, because of that, I'm a little happy he didn't get that information until this. That would be a hard thing for him to have to like do right. the, in that moment when finding that out. But Earl Bruce, former Buckeye coach, has, uh, has passed away. Football is actually what we're going to talk about right here. Okay. Because, and I know the Browns schedule came out 9 a.m. is when we'll tell you about that. But the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Hall of Fame Village, I believe if I'm reading this correctly, has placed, and I don't know if this is the proper title. It's probably not. He's probably got a much grander title than this. But for the sake of relaying it to you so you understand, essentially what it is is I believe they have placed a new project manager at the helm of the Hall of Fame Village. Now, again, I'm not sure that title's appropriate or, or right. All right. I'm sure there's probably something. Um, but Michael Klein was the keynote speaker Thursday at the 104th annual Canton Regional Chamber of Commerce dinner. And David Baker, according to Michael Klein, had Roger Goodell call him at his beach house over the weekend. And Goodell on the phone told Klein, we want you. We need you. And Michael Klein said, when you get that call from Roger Goodell, you do it. Man. So here's what I find interesting. Wow. Is that they needed this to get done. For those of you that don't know, the Pro Football Hall of Fame and the NFL are two separate entities. Correct. Now, they kind of are obviously involved with one another, but they are separate. Correct. So Goodell, according to Michael Klein, the new project manager, was like, dude, this thing's important to us. Like, we care about this. Get this done for us. So 
that I find reassuring. That the NFL is like, no, 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 we need to make sure this happens. Even though we're separate entities, I'm not gonna. The NFL is not just gonna let that go and be like, oh, all right, we hope it works out. Separate entities, but obviously both have a vested interest in the other in success. One another. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And, and 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 the fact that the big bear, David Baker, dude, the giant dude, a, a leviathan, dude, the guy is just enormous. Uh, the fact that he's got Roger Goodell on that text, like, yo, homie, need this to happen, and it's happening. Pretty amazing, right there. I like it. David Baker, the president of the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he introduced Klein on Thursday by saying he spent his entire career hearing about that guy who with one phone call can connect you with whomever whomever you need and he said Roger Goodell is that guy so let's give you some history on Michael Klein okay as he's going to take over this project that some of you out there are worried about and some of you out there don't believe should be happening yeah so many of you I don't really share that belief I am all for the Hall of Fame doing whatever they want I um, I believe that if you shut those doors, things in Stark County inside of five years look really, really, really grim. That's just my opinion. I don't know that I'm right. Okay, But Michael Klein had worked for Citigroup for more than 20 years. He was the special advisor to the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom during their financial crisis. And his firm had been the lead advisor for the Dow Chemical, for, for I'm sorry, for Dow Chemical during their $130 billion merger with DuPont. So not just some scrub. <laughs> no. so, so he didn't just pick some dude out of, out of, out of the unemployment line there. So okay. with the Village Project, M. Klein and Company, that's his company, will be, will be providing advice and helping with financing. Klein has pitched the Village concept to potential investors in the United States and in Saudi Arabia. Several members of the Klein Company sit on the new operating board that is overseeing development of the Village. And Klein is the board's chairman. So there we go. There's that's pro- that's what he would like to be chairman called. of the board. Let's, right let's, there. Let's, let's, okay. let's, let's get him appropriately uh, okay. titled there. He is currently searching for a home in Stark County. Bro, got a great one bedroom downtown if you want it. <laughs> it's great. It's great. You're merging 130 billion dollar deals. My 850 dollar apartment is obviously what you need, bro. Hit me up. I'll sublet. They say because the the client company is a small team, its members are selective about the projects they take on. Criteria including making sure that the involvement will add value and making sure it's something that the company can believe in. This will obviously add value to his portfolio. And the NFL is obviously something you can believe in. Again, they're separate, but, you know, similar. Yeah, decent brand. They, they, they're, you know, they're all right. They're okay. I, um, I'm all for this. And I, of course. Yeah, there have been some hiccups in it. And anytime you take on a construction project of this magnitude... There are going to be hiccups. Right. If you didn't expect hiccups, then honestly, that's on you, not necessarily the project. But I do like the fact that that's, I will always respect this. Oh, my God, we have hiccups. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. I will always respect people being able to look at their game plan and going, okay, here we are, and where we were going is all right, but we better get on this before it becomes a problem, and that's what's happened here. I will always respect when people can take their own plan, admit that it's not working out the way they wanted it to, and change that plan. Yeah, and I don't even necessarily know if things didn't work out the way that the Pro Football Hall of Fame wanted to. I mean, you know, at this point, I think everything's up to schedule. I think every, I know everything is paid. 
And like, yeah, they secured that loan, right? So like, so so that's all taken care of. Every local contractor, everybody who's worked on the Hall of Fame has gotten their money at this point. Everything went according to schedule. Everything happened okay last year. So like, at, at this point, and I know a part of the frustration is is you hear this like this impressive resume, this guy coming in from wherever the hell he's from, trying to act like he knows something about Canton, Ohio. He doesn't have to. He has to know something about securing funds for something like this. Like that's what his job is. And the thing is, is he's going to go out and secure those funds from investors. He's therefore. We do not have to pay for it. One of the great misconceptions in Canton, Ohio right now is that we are paying for all this stuff That's with the true. Pro Football of Fame. We are paying nothing for this. There was a $5 million investment from the city. At that point, that was the Pardon. end. That was the end of money invested into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. When it comes to issue 13, everyone's like, oh, you're raising the taxes so you can give it to the Pro Football Hall no. of Fame. Exactly zero dollars no. and zero cents will go to the Pro Football Hall of Fame from that. The fact that that, that stadium was privately built with private finance Finances and is publicly owned by the city of Canton, Ohio. Dude, if, if How rare you look is that? at you look at every other NFL stadium in the goddamn country, every basketball stadium, every MLB stadium that is privately owned and publicly financed. The city of Cleveland paid for the queue. Dan Gilbert owns it. It is the exact opposite in Canton, Ohio, where private investors are paying for this and the city owns it. So uh, this this oh proof of whole thing, proof of whole thing. It's the only thing keeping us alive, people. Um. I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> you're going full Stansberry, dude. Never go full Stansberry. Can't do it. Can't do it. Is that what I sound like? <laughs> dude, I gotta tell you, you people are right. No wonder all of you people think I'm gonna be a psycho when you meet me finally. No wonder. That's what that sounds like. Dear Lord. Michael Klein, welcome to Stark County, bro. Yeah. You got huge supporters of yours. Posting Rock Mornings here at Rock 106.9. We're huge supporters. Welcome aboard. We're happy to have you. More Sansbury Show after you guys get hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword money to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's money to 200-200. Rock 106. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show, Rock. Take a look at the Brown schedule coming up at 9 o'clock. Also, with it being 420, bro. 420, bro. 420. 420. 420. Blaze it up. We'll get you all excited about the uh, the movie to celebrate that. Okay. I saw a little promotional item for this movie. And um, honestly, it, it, it just made me aware of how desperate content providers are to get anybody in everybody to pay attention to what they're doing where even now big huge studio productions have to go grassroots otherwise they'll fail and it, it, it was really apparent yesterday when I saw this this promotion for this movie that's opening I believe today before we get there I want to discuss this um, because I believe this guy deserves the attention and the credit that he gets and I believe he probably does not get enough of it if you listen to the program a lot, um, you will know that uh, Fantone and I are, are buddies, and uh, he's also a show friend, a Canton police officer, Lamar Sharp. Uh, he's a good buddy of ours, good buddy of the program. We enjoy Lamar. And Lamar's out there doing really good things. Um, Lamar's whole mission that he started with was to spread goodwill throughout the community, and I always tell him that what I like about what he does is that you give young kids a vision and a version of a police officer that's not just 
loaded up with riot gear, kicking in doors, executing drug warrants. Like right. that's not Arresting all that uncle, they do. Right. That's not all they do. That there's another <laughs> aspect to police officers and patrolling the neighborhood, and he gives kids a look into that. And I think that that's important because if you don't do that. All you're doing then is raising a generation of kids who are going to be fearful and hate cops, and then that creates more problems. Now, at the end of the day, I mean, you can feel however you want to feel about certain things that are hot-button issues nowadays, but I think we can all agree that a better relationship between police and community is that first step to fixing those problems, and Lamar does a great job of of being that bridge between the department and, and, and the streets there. I think he's great at it. So News Channel 5 finally got wind of this. Yeah. And uh, apparently he's friends with a couple of people over there. They came down and did a story on Lamar Sharp. We actually have a little audio. Let's roll that. Officer Lamar Sharp doesn't really need an introduction. Kids running to him like a magnet? That should tell you all you need to know. He enters every room like a rock star. Because to these kids, he is. Officer Sharp isn't a school resource officer. He is a community police officer. Thank you for dancing with me this morning. When I say Officer Sharp is in the building, oh my gosh, I need a police force to hold the building down because they're so excited to see. And, and where else would you hear that? That the police are in the building and everybody is saying yay and wanting hugs. Hold on, hold on. We spent the day with him in Ken, going He's from McGregor man. Elementary to Belden. A Canton police officer for 17 years now, he joined the force in his early 20s. 17 years he's been out there? Lamar just proven black don't crack, bro. He does not. I dude, mean, he he's looks a, good. He's a, he's a grandpa. Like, he's a grandpa, and, dude, he looks he looks better than you or I. Like, no question. He's a grandpa? Yeah. He's got a daughter old enough to date? Mm-hmm. Lamar. Stands very stand. Lamar. Man. Back it up right dude, Lamar. now. Dude, what are you doing? Back it up. What are you doing? It's been a good time. It's not like I asked him to loan me the cuffs. They love <laughs> Jeez, maybe a little far. A little far. Maybe a little, a little far. Bad. Maybe a little far. It's been a good time, so they they love me and I love them. It's a far cry from when he first started. When I came on this job, when I first started working over in this area, and I wave at a kid, they would flick me off. So Officer Sharp took the time. Well, hello. <laughs> he talks to every kid. He spreads kindness in any way he can. And the father of nine does even more. Just breaking yeah, stereotypes in Mars. <laughs> my baby. Yeah. Sharp started the Be a Better Me Foundation two years ago, mentoring young boys and young men. It's taken off so much, he has support from across the globe. It is just another way he gives back. It was rough, you know, and the streets we came from, they were really rough. And it was, if it wasn't for a couple of people putting their hands on us and saying, hey, and being that voice, I wouldn't probably be here right now. And that's a good thing, because right here, this is right where Officer Sharp belongs. Can I have a hug today? And Officer Sharp doesn't just do this inside the schools. Take a look at the back of his cruiser. This is all stuff that he keeps here and hands out to kids and homeless folks throughout the community. In Canton, home of Bash, News 5. So here you go, a little... Uh... A little insight into what Lamar Sharp's out there doing. I'm sure there are plenty of other officers in the area kind of doing that stuff, but Lamar is kind of like the poster child of it. That's definitely, yeah, he's definitely, you know, the tip of the spear yeah, there where, sure. where he's he's kind of, you know, making things happen. But that's something that Canton Police Department has done a great job of is community policing. I know they've really focused on it. Hopefully they're getting the results out of it. And just at least from my perspective, I mean, I know Lamar primarily focuses on working with younger kids, and that's very important because... 
you want to you want to be proactive about things. You want to you want to prevent a problem before it becomes a problem. That way, you exactly don't have to right. deal with the aftermath. Um, but the young adults that I work with, kids primarily age sixteen to twenty two, have the utmost respect for them. And these are these are young adults who have who have been through the system. And you would think would be like, man, FCPD, F them. But like, no, Lamar has like the utmost respect from them. So it, 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 he really is making a difference in the community. Absolutely. Like I said, I just think there are, there are groups of people who who grow up living in neighborhoods where there is a little bit more crime than the national average and um, or the average in maybe your own community. And so you see more police involvement than some other areas do. And you so all you see is people, you know, maybe related to getting arrested, kind of being and you know, and probably, you know, did something that to do it. But you but is you as a kid looking out your window, you don't realize you don't think about that. So then the visual of these people just become the enemy, essentially, right. in your mind. And Lamar's out there showing people, no, 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 there's a whole other side to this. And I think it's massively important because, I, again, I'll, I will reiterate, I think if you grow up not being afraid of it, that you realize, oh, th- th- there's there's a relationship that needs to happen. I remember we had him in the, in the studio the one day, and I said that one of the things that needed to happen, in my estimation, is that back in the day, cops would, like, walk a beat. Like, they would walk the beat. And they'd walk up and down the street, and they would talk to you, and you would talk to them, and you kind of got to know them. And it then somewhere along the, the line, we kind of took that away, and it became more just cruising the street in the cars, looking, honestly, a little military-esque, and a little, and so that, well, it will breed, for some people, fear. Yeah, I was going to say, and I mean, I just feel like it's a self-serving cycle, or self-defeating there, in the sense of like, well, the budget restrictions probably meant that you couldn't spend as much time dealing with people. You had to get out there on the streets, and it's like, well, then, you know, you get this negative opinion of, of police, and then, you know, like you said, if you're a kid growing up in that environment, and all you hear is F the police, like, well, what are you supposed to think? Exactly. Like, what, what else is going to happen there? So the fact that somebody's doing something, you know, hats off to him, man. A lot of positive stuff going on in Canton right now. Good stuff. A lot of good stuff going on good right stuff. here right now. I like being here. Big fan. All right. We'll have another thousand dollars to get you guys hooked up with. That will be nine ten. More Sansbury show is right around the corner. Hang on. Six nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury show. We're on Rock 1069. We're online for you, WRQK.com. Another reminder, tomorrow, eleven to one, you can find me at the Dunkin' Donuts at 3920 Erie Street South. That's Maslin. I'll be getting you hooked up with tickets for the Mansfield Reformatory. Bill Engvall's at the Palace Theater tomorrow night. We'll get you hooked up with those tickets. And also, Dunkin' Donuts gift cards on site with me as well. 11 to 1 tomorrow, 3920 Erie Street South, Maslin. If I'm getting a cup of coffee and I've got my pick of places to go, Dunkin' Donuts. A good dude. one. Dunkin' Donuts is my I, um, pick. And I got such like a basic order, but right. there, I just get an extra large coffee, cream, and sugar. Right. But I like... And I will actually give myself that sugar. I'm like, I'm a little like, you know, in the reduction of sugar phase in my life right now. But there's something about the way that they make that that's so good that I actually buy the Dunkin' Donuts coffee creamer Mm -hmm. for my house. And actually, I brought it here because I don't drink Mm -hmm. as much coffee at home as I used to. I drink it primarily at work. And so I brought that here for when I can't stop there on my way. Like this morning, I was a little late, needed to get to the building right away. So I have it here for that because I enjoy it that much. I'm with you on that. I really enjoy it. Yeah, it's good stuff right there. Tomorrow, 11 to 1, I'll be in Massillon, 3920 Erie Street South. All right. Uh, we do have a uh, we have a uh, request from the listening audience. Um, they would like, there's a certain piece of audio that they have requested. Some of you may know we do this from time to time. We probably don't do it enough. Um, but every now and again, we'll take a piece of audio and we'll slow it down. And uh, we'll I, I've taken a request to slow down something that's been a part of this show 
for the last few weeks. It'll give us a great opportunity to promote an event that Fantone is is a part of. So at the end of the program, we'll take that piece of audio, slow it down for you, and then give that event a little promotion. We got it. I guess I need to ask you this. All right. Um, and ask you if you know this. TMZ is where I'm getting it, so I'm sure it happened. They're okay. trustworthy. They, they are, are trustworthy. I'm not being There's sarcastic. Else, like no. TMZ, it's like when they tell me, it's like I, I believe it happened. But apparently the son of wrestling legend, the British Bulldog, who I know, so obviously he is well, big yeah, enough. He's Davey a, Boy Smith right there. See, I uh, didn't know that. Davey Boy, come on now. Dynamite Kid, come on now. You know about the British Bulldogs. Apparently he's a wanted man. The son of the British Bulldog is. As he threw a cup of coffee. Maybe into the, Donuts. In, no. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know. Into the face of WWE Hall of Famer. Jake the Snake Roberts. New Orleans PD apparently is looking into this event. It took place the day before WrestleMania, which is why New Orleans PD is the one doing it. Okay. Because that's where it was. I guess uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Jake there had an altercation during an autograph signing session. The snake (laughs) the snake (laughs) told cops that Davey Boy Jr., a former WWE wrestler himself, I didn't know that, Threw coffee at him after a dispute, and police tell us he's now wanted for battery in connection with this incident. Cops say Robert, 62, had no major injuries. I guess he told WrestleZone, is that like a wrestling podcast? Yeah. He told WrestleZone about the infinite, uh, about the incident. He said he confronted the snake because he previously dissed his dead father. <laughs> Well, was it part of like the mic skills and like doing that, or was that like a legitimate thing? I don't know. It's all a part of the mic skills, dude. It's pro wrestling. What are these guys doing, dude? The the thirty-two-year-old wrestler says he challenged Jake to a fist fight and threw the hot cup of uh, Joe at the snake and told him to f off. Yikes. The uh, Jake the Snake, first of all, I don't know if you watched that documentary on Netflix. Dude, even if you hate wrestling, that documentary was awesome. Really good. So good. Really good. And almost really sad, too. Just yes. watching like watching like a man fall apart on camera. I mean, it, it definitely was It was well refreshing not to have it be me. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Um, also on that note, uh, I, uh, I watched the Andre the Giant documentary. I can't wait to see this. Bro, so good. I can't so good. wait to see it. I actually plugged in my jailbroken fire stick the other day, and I was going to try and steal it. I was going to try and steal it, and they didn't have it. Which, by the way, dude, I do. People always tell me just get one of those because I'm a cord cutter, yeah. and I did, and I got it before I cut the cord. By the way, the thing never works. I'm looking for billions on Showtime on it. Nope, no stream available. Hey, I want to watch the Andre the Giant thing. No stream available, dude. I can't honestly at this point. I can't wait to pay the cable company again. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't, no, seriously, just do this and download this file and then zip this and drive this and it never works, ever. I can't wait to pay the cable company their money. I was going to say, dude, it's it, it always works. If they say what you want to say about them, say, Turn it's it too, on. say it's too much money, but, well, sometimes I go to, to on-demand programming and it's like not available right now, but it, it primarily works. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I'm not necessarily surprised to find out that two guys who used to be WWE superstars have allowed their lives to disintegrate to the point where they're getting assault charges over a cup of coffee right there. It's a tough life once it's done, dude. Once the, uh, the bright lights and the... And, and 
and the and the steroids all kind of fade into the background. You're just the shell of a person with like nobody cheering for you. So yeah, that's what it was like bartending at Peabody's. <laughs> like no, that's I exactly mean like what it, it was like. At end of the day, it kind of is there. Hey, so. did you used to be Stansberry? Yeah. Well, it's my last name, so I still am that yeah. dude. But thanks for making me feel so good. Here's your rum and coke, dude. That, that part does suck. Since you got me on the pro wrestling tip, I'm here just, we go. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'm just going to go ahead and do it. Uh, tomorrow night, oh, Ohio Championship Wrestling Heritage 15. It all goes down at the OCW Arena. Uh, main wait, event. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Wait, 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 all right. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Back wait, wait, the whole wait, thing wait, wait. up. All right. I'll start it over. So we go from the J Babe Event Center or whatever oh, yeah. the hell it oh, is yeah. to now OCW has their own arena. OCW has had their own arena, baby. That's where the magic happens. It's uh, it's 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 on Main Street in Akron. It's real easy to find. Um, OC if Wrestling. If an OCW that. wrestler becomes a bigger celebrity <laughs> in this goddamn town than I am, I swear to God, I am jumping off. Is there a building high enough here to jump off? <laughs> no shame. Jimmy Shade will be in action. Just somebody first, talk me down off the roof of Busman. It's the first Infinity Gauntlet match. Eight different competitors fighting for the Infinity Gauntlet glove. It'll take a shot for them at the OCW title in the main event. Oh You've God. got Agent Orange Juice Jennings, the despicable, dastardly, deplorable Juice Jennings. Uh, he's going to be taking on Robbie Superstar in the main event. It's going to be an action-packed evening. I know VIP tickets are sold out, but tickets still available. OCWrestling.net. Heritage 15. Your boy will be there announcing the whole thing. I'm very excited. See you guys there. All right, watch now as I ask a question I don't care about the answer to. Ready? Because I, right. I know some of you got the same question I have. All right, let's hear it. First, I feel like I should name these wrestlers because superstars <laughs> probably a little out of line. Second, what in God's good name is an Infinity Gauntlet match? Well, it's the Infinity Gauntlet oh, match, God. and I don't know if Marvel's found out about this yet. But hopefully, you know, Stanley not listening right now. Uh, but what he's it's got his be, own problems. You've got, going on. You've, got, does. you've got eight superstars. Every two minutes, another superstar is going to come out in the ring. Um, so it will either turn into, you know, guys getting eliminated one at a time or possibly all eight dudes in there fighting. And just like uh, Money in the Bank, if you win the Infinity Gauntlet match at that point, at any time in the future, you can cash in and have a uh, have a title shot, you know, available to you. Ladies, let me ask you this. <laughs> Which one of you out there, desperate enough to maybe be the Yoko Ono of OCW and bring this whole thing down to the ground? I feel like they need to be taken down a peg. They got their own goddamn arena now? Yeah, the OCW arena, baby. See you guys there. I like it. I like it. That's awesome. That's tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, baby. I'm sorry. This is the first time I'm actually listening to John Cena. He can rap. They're going fishing? All right, look, that's, uh, that's, that's Jordan Nation appropriating the culture there. All right. Your shot at $1,000, plus we'll run down the Brown schedule. That's all next. Rock 1069. Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. We'll pass out that $1,000 here momentarily. Nice. We started the program out this morning by uh, 
first break out by telling you that something happened in this room yesterday. Um, harmless in nature, but I told a story about a friend of mine who did something for me. Somebody heard about it, was displeased about said action, and didn't email me, didn't email my boss. He emailed, she did, emailed or messaged my buddy's place of employment trying to get him in trouble. Which I was like, I just don't enjoy. I don't like that. I, I I didn't get it. Nothing was wrong with what he had done. Nothing. He didn't. First of all, he didn't do it where he works, which I thought was another thing. He sent me a picture via Snapchat. That was it. That's all he did. And this woman got so upset about what she heard on the radio that she tried to cause problems for my buddy where he works. And um, and I hope that that does not end up happening. I really I hope it doesn't. Now. What he doesn't know is I do know some people pretty high up in the organization where he works. And if push comes to shove, I believe I will be able to make a phone call and make everything go away. I don't necessarily want to have to do that. Um, And I just found that to be a little disheartening, right? I didn't really enjoy that. I don't mind when something I do on the air negatively affects me. Maybe Fantone has some grief over something. We're part of this. It comes with the territory. We know we're geared up for it. But when it negatively affects people in my life, I just, I really ultimately will feel bad about that and don't necessarily want to have that happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, when, when you don't sign up for it, you shouldn't have to deal with you shouldn't the have to deal with it. That's it. exactly right. <clears throat> So I was feeling kind of down pretty much all morning about it and still having it in the back of my mind, worried about my buddy, don't want to cause problems for him, right? But I just took this and it made me feel better. Okay. And this guy just said, look, dude, I want to let you know this. I think you guys do an awesome job. I'm a conservative who leans a little bit towards the middle, but my buddy convinced me to give you guys a shot. So about two months ago, I started to listen. And I've just listened to every podcast I can get my hands on. I'm all the way up to January now. I really appreciate the fact that you guys call out things on the right and the left when they have good, bad ideas. It's really refreshing for me to be able to turn on a program and not have it so extreme on one side or the other. And that made me feel really happy because Twitter and the news tries to convince us that people like this don't exist, that everybody is staunchly one way or the other. And sometimes because I read so much news and because I read so much Twitter for my job that I end up then believing some of that and getting stuck in that all people are extremists of these things. I've been kind of condemning the left a little bit recently. And really what I'm trying to do is condemn the extremists in that. I feel like I'm on the left. We're not all nuts. As a matter of fact, to be fair, I guess Sean Hannity's out there now claiming that when he was bitching about the FBI raid of Michael Cohen's office that he forgot Michael Cohen was his lawyer. So as a guy who's been condemning the left for a little while, Sean Hannity, come on, dude. You got caught. Admit it. You knew the guy was your lawyer. Stop with the BS. You're a total fraud, and we kind of know. So see there, fair and balanced. But I like this. I really do like this message. It made me feel a lot better about the program, and it makes me really, really happy when new listeners come on board and love it. Yeah, oh yeah, no doubt about it. I knew a lot of the old Maxwell Show listeners would come along. I knew that. So, like, when you take new people and turn them into fans, I love that. I and it, I know you really like I, that. I think, oh, for me, it means the world. For just you, because, it's the big deal. Yeah, right. but it, I think you and I kind of lose perspective of, like, well, of course you guys have new fans. I mean, we've been a show for long enough now. You know what I'm saying? It'll be four years, June 4th. And when he brings up, like, oh, I've listened to every podcast that I can get my hands on, dude, I love podcast listeners. Arguably, you know... 
I always make the point Time of, delayed. of of if you're in your car, I thank you for listening. I'm glad you're listening right now. But it's like, well, what else are you gonna listen to? What else? What else are you gonna turn on? 1480 WHBC? Of course you're not gonna do that, dude. You don't want to listen to that crap. So like, you 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 are stuck in the car and you got nothing else. Or maybe you're at work and you hear us, you know, because it's the radio that's on the overhead. If you're a podcast listener, you're, you're going back. You're making that right. conscious decision. But like, I don't know. Did the show suck two years ago? Because it probably did. And this guy's listening through the whole thing. I don't know what I said. Like. <laughs> Terrified. There's another guy who's going through it and listening to every podcast. No, and then he tweets and us every day. He tweets me <laughs> like, and it's like, "Hey, this happened on this day," and then puts the date. So it's like every stupid thing I've ever said is just, being transcripted to me. Reminder, dude, it's terrible. Right. That guy's turned into my mother. Yeah, remember this? Remember this? Remember this? So we also took this. Gary tweets in and says, "Dude, listening to Fantone talk about the WWE makes me want to start watching it again." Oh. His passion and excitement oh. talking about it is crazy. You better hope the WWE never gets wind of Fantone and pulls him out of Canton. Vince, <laughs> name your price, bro. <laughs> name your price. Be happy to give him up. We'll put him in the money in the bank suitcase and send him right to you. <laughs> See, because of you, I know that. I like, know, I know Money in the Bank. You know the lyrics to John Cena's theme song? You want to talk about John Cena and Nikki Bella for a second right here? Come on. Let's I just, do. Okay. I do. Right, As a matter of fact, I do. Because I believe a guy who wears jorts should be dumped by a hot chick. <laughs> he should. And the only reason he was is because he was dragging his feet, didn't want to get married. He made her sign a 75-page prenup before they got to move in. It was a 75-page contract. I knew there was a move, prenup. To move her into his house. Ooh, bro. That's that dude. That's telling her. Um, I understand why somebody rich signs a prenup for marriage. Right. I do get that. Although judges now, mm-hmm. you live with them long enough. Well, mm-hmm. she deserves half, and then the lifestyle you provided, give her half. Uh, yeah, uh, he was right. And I mean, he's got considerably amount more money than him. So I guess it was her. her. It was, okay, or, yeah, 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 it was her that broke up with him because she was like, I don't want to be second fiddle. I don't want to have to like have a husband that I'm dragging into marriage. And I'm like, well, then that's obviously, I mean, well, fair. yeah, but then obviously you don't want to get married because at the end of the day, I'm sorry, we're all getting dragged into marriage. Mark Marin wants a, a great comedian and a, a, honestly an excellent podcast. A great comedian had a great bit back in the day in his stand-up that said, men get married like this. They get down on their knees, they open the ring box and say, so you want to break up? <laughs> like that, that's, how, that's how men get married right there. We'll take a look at this Brown schedule. That'll happen after we hook you up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BILLS to 200-200. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Teresa is her name, and she will be getting you hooked up with $1,000 coming up at 1010. Mm-hmm. I have the Brown schedule here, and I am a little bit of a pessimist. There's no denying it. I am optimistic about the Browns going into the season, but because I believe that I am a realist, I am not optimistic to the point. Like, I saw people yesterday, hey, Nate. Jeez. Dude, people were emailing Munch yesterday during his show, which, by the way, 3 o'clock today, Fox Sports 1350. People were messaging Munch yesterday, telling him, oh, Munch, it's 10 and 6. Jeez. Guys. Remember when I said the year before last season that everybody told me last year they're going to win six games. 
And what did I say? That you don't go from using six quarterbacks in a season to winning six games. You just don't. You all told me I was wrong. I ended up being right. So what I'm going to tell you now is you don't go from 0-16 to 10-6. and You just don't. It doesn't no. happen. Especially, now I'm not knocking Tyrod Taylor. Okay? I believe he is better than anything we've seen under center in quite a while here in Cleveland. I'm not, I don't know about how far back, but last couple of seasons for sure. Okay. Right? But Tyrod Taylor's not a world beater. That's not what he is. If he was a world beater, the team who needs a quarterback, the Buffalo Bills, would have never let him go. Yeah, there is a point to that. Is like they don't even have a quarterback right now, and they felt better they about They want to move up in the draft to take one. They felt better about that decision than keeping Taylor on their exactly team. So that's right. that's not exactly a vote of confidence. Now, I believe they were in a position where they were going to have to legitimately pwn up serious money for Tyrod Taylor. Maybe that's what it was, okay? But my point is, he's not a world beater. He's a functional quarterback that will get it done for you, and I believe he will make better fourth-quarter decisions than Deshaun Kaiser did. Now, if you really go back and look at last year's games, there were plenty of games that they could have won where it was lost late in the game because Deshaun Kaiser made terrible decision-making. He just was bad at the decision-making. Should be pointed out, Kaiser younger than the kids coming out this draft. There may be something in Kaiser down the road, and now that he's with an esteemed organization, the Green Bay Packers, who knows? They may be able to turn him into something. Yeah, watch that happen, dude. Watch, watch that Kaiser. happen. As a matter, yeah, watch that happen. Okay, I I don't know, but I mean, he's in a different situation. Who knows what'll happen there? He's got Aaron Rodgers to learn under now. That could help you, right? So I don't think you go from zero and sixteen to ten wins. I just don't see it. Now we open the season at Pittsburgh. No, I'm sorry. Pittsburgh's here. We open September 9th. Pittsburgh's here. Can you imagine if they win that game? Bro, I'm telling you, world's going insane. Well, now... Insane. This is a Deshaun Kaiser thing right here, right? Because wasn't it just last year they opened... Do I have my facts right? Didn't they open with Pittsburgh again last year and we had the game won? Like, we had it in the bag. Like, we were upsetting them and we came out punching and they didn't They didn't see it. And then wasn't it, if I if I remember correctly, didn't he throw a, a like a, a touchdown or I'm sorry, an interception late in the fourth quarter in the red zone because that's all he ever did? Yeah, I mean he was a red zone just nightmare. nightmare. Um, he was the worst red zone quarterback in the league last year. I think if if the Browns really want to kind of bolster their reputation, this new regime, if they really want to like get a vote of confidence from the fans, they could win that first game, lose seven in a row, Wouldn't and it matter. doesn't matter. Wouldn't and matter. It does not matter. Absolutely right. Absolutely right. You, we, we all know. You beat Cincinnati. You beat Pittsburgh. You beat Baltimore. Now, I'm, I'm, you know what I mean? But if you beat those teams, people won't care what happens. Yeah. You got to temper your expectations. I think if you think they win any more than four, you're smoking drugs. Now, I know it's 420, 420 bro. bro. I know it's 420, bro. But if you think they win any more than four, you are crazy. I saw people yesterday. It's seven. Guys, you don't even know who they're drafting. No. Now, because am I not right about this? The fourth pick for me depends is where you figure out how many more games you win. It's not the first pick. It's not. The first pick, if you take a quarterback, probably not on the field unless unless Taylor and Drew Stanton both get snapped in half. So take the first pick, throw it away. Because that's not going to impact anything. It's the fourth pick where you're going to win or lose more games. 
if you take Barkley or a, versus a defensive player, that's going to affect the games you win. Yeah, and obviously everything that happens within the draft is going to affect other teams too and how good they are. So, like, yeah, calling out, oh, dude, nine wins. That's a, a little premature right there. I think it's foolish. Um, worth noting, Cleveland Browns have the fifth hardest schedule when it comes to teams and their records last year versus who they're facing this year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, fifth hardest, fifth hardest schedule there. Um, I'm going to assume, if not the youngest team, one of the youngest teams in the NFL because, I mean, so many draft picks are going to end up being young dudes. Um, and, 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 I mean, one, one national game, Thursday night football, taking on the Jets. Okay. So let's run. I'll run this down as fast as I can. Okay. Week one, Steelers here. I think we win. I think we come out of the gate, and I think what happens is like, oh, my God. And then everybody in Cleveland, everybody in Ohio goes, we did it. We're fixed. And then it's a slide from there. Week two, you're at the Saints. I think you get, I think you get mopped up. Week three, you do have that national game against the Jets. I think you win it. Why on earth did the NFL decide to put Browns v. Jets in the No quarterback on either side of the ball. What are crazy. they thinking? What I, know, are they thinking? I, I know that's crazy. Although the Jets will probably get theirs here. Crazy. Then the fourth game is at Raiders. You lose. Fifth game, Ravens at home. Ravens are on the slide. Look for, look for a sneaky win there. So there's three right there I'll give you. Then you got the Chargers at home. Phillip Rivers is a world beater, future Hall of Famer. He's going to destroy you. At the Bucks is a game you can win, but you will lose. You'll then go at the Steelers. You'll lose that. Chiefs come here. You get smoked by 20. Falcons come here. You get smoked by 20. You get the uh, the 11th week is your bye. Then you're at the Bengals. You could win, but you'll lose. Week after that, you're at the Texans. Deshaun Watson will put up 40 on you. You'll lose. Then December 9th, you're at the Panthers. Again, I know I've been a little down on Cam Newton. He's got a cannon of an arm, though. You lose. Then you're at the Broncos. Lose. Bengals here. Maybe win. At Ravens, you lose. Guys, it's not good. But it's getting better. I told you when we when we got John Dorsey, the GM, I said, don't look at this year. This year doesn't matter. Throw it away. Throw it away. What it is now is two to three years from this point now is when this GM will make a huge impact. You will look more competitive this year. You will win games this year. But if you think this is turned around, because I know everybody wanted to tell me, who was the, the Jaguars, look at how happened, how fast it happened. Last year was year four of the Jacksonville rebuild. I'll repeat, it was year four of the Jacksonville rebuild. It's not overnight. It's never overnight. It will be fast. You've got a good GM now who knows how to evaluate talent. But if you're going into this season expecting any more than five wins, you are going to have your heart broken. We have a request from the audience to take a piece of audio that runs on the show quite a bit and slow it down for you. Occasionally we'll do that and laugh at stuff. That will happen. That will be next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my name. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. I do not have the ability to go back in time now. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So here it goes. It's called Kick the Dust Up. <laughs> if, if he were habitual homosexuals, then by all means... Take a hike. I thought I like women! Women, 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 women! Hell, I like you. 
you can come over to my house and f- my sister. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker to turn around and take off his pants. Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats. But he gotta eat the booty like groceries. You gonna die doing this dumb ass? Yeah, f***ing fool. Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is, you were not a good baby. Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt. They call her Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. What? Yeah, it's, it's for real, for real, yeah. I've been drinking. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head, just slap him. Make him make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is the kid. I, I had to take off my shoes to run. So kiss my black. <laughs> not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends. Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser. I have personally not smoked or used any cannabis at all. Little Gene Simmons talking about he doesn't partaking cannabis on 420. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. I would like to point this out. We were Afro Man free all day. Really? We didn't go overboard with the really? 420 thing for two guys who actually enjoy said product. We're not like, oh my god, pipe fitters, bro. Local pipe fitters 420. I hate those goddamn people. I've always hated those people. I've always hated the tie-dyed and sandal losers. I got... Because I believe you, stoner idiots, is what's prevented marijuana being legalized forever. I have said this forever. We need more Bill Mars and less... Whoever. What's that guy's name? No one. Bob Marley. We need more Bill Maher, more Mar, less Marley. That's what we need. That's what marijuana needs. I really, really, really like Afro Man, though. The Hungry Hustler Afro Man. All right. So I worked, I bartended his show at the Foundry when I worked there, okay. and it was, it was awesome. He's um, a much more talented musician than people think. I mean, he goes out there, plays that double-headed guitar. Uh, he, he, every- well, now we're not Afro Man free. <laughs> every, every, um, every show, I know he drinks two 40s up on stage, and he won't leave the stage until he's drank both 40s. He never set it down. He never, the entire time he was on that stage, he never set one of them down. He was fun. We partied with him after that. Hungry he was hustler. Afro man. Dude literally was posted up at the bar. I got off early. Posted up at the bar slamming shots with Afro man. It was the greatest. He is fun. Why, man? Um, for what I'm about to say next, I would rather not have because I got high underneath it. <laughs> okay. right? I, I would All imagine right. they would not like that. Okay. As, a, as a reminder, tomorrow. You can find me 11 to 1. I'll be in Maslin at the Dunkin' Donuts at 3920 Erie Street South. Again, 11 to 1 tomorrow, Erie Street South at the Dunkin' Donuts. I'll get you guys hooked up with Dunkin' Donuts gift cards and uh, some tickets to see Bill Engvall tomorrow night at the Canton Palace Theater. Also, some Mansfield Reformatory tickets as well. Dunkin' Donuts tomorrow, 11 to 1, 3920 Erie Street South, Maslin. Um, we have, uh, we've been asked to take a piece of audio that's been running on this program. It's actually a commercial for an event that uh, Fantone is going to be a part of. Yeah. 
This is the Honor Fighting Championships. Is it reaching the summit? Operation reaching the summit uh, a week from this Saturday. So the 28th is when it does all going down, the Summit County Fairground. Um, and not only will you have the dudes from Ohio Championship Wrestling, they will be in the house. Um, obviously, Honor Fighting Championship will be in the house. So that's MMA. You've got the Buck Naked Band, and you've got the uh, the Midget Championship Wrestling. So a real, like, I mean, a four-for-one ticket right there, a, a day full of entertainment. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to be a part of it. So Jeremy is like the CEO of Honor Fighting Championship. Yes, he is. Right? And Jeremy had come on the air with us before, and he will actually be in the studio a week from today, 9 a.m., to promote this event. And he had, Jeremy himself recorded the commercial for this. And he's mentioning in it, I believe, I don't know if it's one of the wrestlers or one of the MMA guys, but he's like running down like the list of guys who are fighting. And one of them is, like, for some reason, Fantone and I can't stop saying this to one another every day, like, during the commercial break and songs and stuff. We'll just look at one another and go, Josh, rock and roller, because of the way Jeremy <laughs> says it is very funny. You have that? To the main event, Honor Fighting Championship, MMA action at 7 p.m., featuring multiple pros and amateur fighters like Isaiah The Beast Chapman and Josh Rock and Roller. Tickets available. <laughs> There's something <laughs> about that that I just find hysterical. I was actually, dude, I was standing behind him as I like I produced him like recording that commercial, right? right. And I was standing behind him and I made him say it like three times because I couldn't get over it. Like the first time he said it, it was I was laughing too hard in the background and I was like, dude, that's going to bleed in. We can't have that. So one more time. Like Isaiah the Beast Chapman and Josh Rock and Roller. <laughs> I love it. I just, I can't get enough of it. So a daily listener reached out and said, hey man, occasionally you guys will do this thing where you'll take a piece of audio. And you'll run it through the filter of slowing it down, and things naturally get that much funnier. And so we haven't tried this yet, but a listener is like, dude, slow down, Josh Rock and Roller. Let's find out what that sounds like. So we're about to do that right now. Like Isaiah the Beast Chapman and Josh Rock and Roller. Tickets available at HonorFightingChampionship.com. Oh, my God, dude. Oh, my God, it's too good. I just love it. There's something about it I just love. Dude, I need it one more time. Give it to me one more time for my weekend, buddy. The Midgets, like Isaiah the Beast Chapman and Josh Rock and Roller. <laughs> I love that, dude. It's my favorite. Jeremy will be in studio with us a week from today, 9 a.m. Teresa will get you hooked up with $1,000 at 1010 is when your next keyword happens. Aside from that, this show is done for the week. It will be back live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. If you missed anything this week, please podcast it at WRQK.com. Other than that, have a great and safe weekend. See ya. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9.